Welcome to something crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to something crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to something crunchy. Welcome to another special edition episode of Something Crunchy. I am Cullen Blake. With me as always is Blair and Tyler Dressel. We have just the ultimate guest with us today. With over 500 credits in film and television, three Golden Globe nominations, and an Oscar nod, this man needs no introduction. You've seen him in movies like The King of the Gypsies, Runaway Train, The Expendables, and The Dark Knight. Let's welcome the one and only Mr. Eric Roberts. Cannot thank you enough for joining us today, Mr. Roberts. How was your pandemic Thanksgiving? (laughs) Thank you for having me, and it was the most uneventful Thanksgiving I ever had, but but I watched a lot of football. Yeah, oh, one of the course. football shows was canceled, right? That's true. The uh, the Steelers-Raven game was moved to next Sunday. That's Okay, so are you a big fan of one of those two teams, or is it just because that was the best game of the weekend? Well, it was a big game. I'm kind of an anti-fan of the Steelers. But uh, so so I have a reason to watch them because I like to watch them lose. But they oh. don't lose here. Well, we're Cowboys fans, so we s- definitely. Uh, I'm so happy to that. hear you say that. We love to hate the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that- okay. Well, I'm on your team. I understand that you're a big football fan. That you like several teams and that you root for several players. What are some of those teams? Yeah, I like a lot of the East Coast teams. I like the Jets. I like the Giants. I like Tampa Bay. I I uh, I even don't mind South Carolina. I, I I you know I don't mind them. I heard that the New York Jets actually had one fan. It is so nice to have them on something crunchy. This is such a big deal for us. You know the Jets. The Jets go through cycles of being the worst team in football, and they're in 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 uh, my cognizant life during their surge. The third cycle of being the worst team in football. (laughs) Okay. I have a bold prediction. You might as well just get into it while we're talking about the Cowboys and the Jets. I I predict that in this coming up draft, the Cowboys will have somewhere in like the fourth, fifth, or sixth pick, and they will offer that pick to the New York Jets along with Dak Prescott for the rights to Trevor Lawrence. Ooh. Wow. You know what? If I were a team owner, I would hire you. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Oh, that's a good call, dude. That's a good call. I know. I, I would I would go there. Sure. Blake's Hell in yeah. first place in our fantasy football league, too. So he <laughs> definitely knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Mr. Roberts, true story. I was getting my hair cut day before yesterday, and I'm very loyal to my stylist. I always tell her what's new with the show. I sit down, and I was like, we have a big one this week. The Eric Roberts is coming on, and she lights up. Before we could even start talking about it, this really sweet guy stops cutting hair on someone, a chair or two over, and he pokes his head in. Did you say Eric Roberts? I was like, I did. He goes, I love Eric Roberts. Oh, my God. Best of the best. I love hearing that at the beauty parlor. That's so cool. You have a lot of fans, Mr. Roberts. People love you. I I, I make these movies called the Stalked by My Doctors movies for Lifetime. Yes. And it's it's given me this wide resurgence. 
but the only way that I know it is in airports and airplanes. I'm in Asia. In an airport, <laughs> and oh, doctor, doctor, doctor. All these women screaming doctor. And the, the, the bad doctor man has, uh, has given me a whole new popularity that I never expected. That's awesome. Well, you are certainly well known for multiple things, and Best of the Best is definitely among the top of where everyone knows you from. Uh, the Best of the Best franchise is where all three of us got our first exposure yes. to some Eric Roberts. We love those movies, too. Well, thank you so much. I love hearing that. Those were so much fun to make, all of them. Those were two very different movies that you made there. Which of the two did you like better, and why the original? <laughs> To watch, I like Best the Best Part 1. To make, I like Best the Best Part 2. Yes. Oh, really? Okay. That, I could totally yeah. believe that. It's just kind of a boys camp part two. And I got all that stick work. And I loved doing the stick work because I felt I was really good at it. Yeah. So I was like showing off. You know, that was fun. Now, I understand that you went overseas for an entire month just to learn stick work is that true yeah i i i got into it and i even tried to get into into the guinness book of world records but i missed really? what record for uh the most the most spins per second oh wow for speed but i missed uh to be honest i missed by a lot <laughs> <laughs> but to even like go for that is amazing i tried <laughs> you gotta try this is yeah. where you would typically get asked which roles in films are your favorites but you're on something crunchy and we do our research around here in so many movies I have lots of favorites I have King of the Gypsies Star 80 Runaway Train It's My Party Love is a Gun and Purgatory oh. those are the first six that pop in my head Love really them. see and, and you've answered that question before last time I heard you answer that question you said King of the Gypsies Star 80 and Pope of Greenwich Village I mean artificial inspiration that's I completely understand why that would be a part of it. Um, yeah, well, that's going to the left out by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have to agree that some of your best work in those films, although my favorite with you and Mickey Rourke is not Pope, but Spun, might be my favorite role of yours simply because of how unexpected it was. I, I have loved a great it. Story, I have a great story for you about that movie since you like it. When they offered me that movie, they said, you know, we, 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 we hear you have a really good body, so we'd like you to play without your shirt, and, and you're going to have all these girls around you. I said, I think that's great, but let's have more fun, and let's have me be a screaming queen yes. and have dress in, like, in the girls' clothes with a boy. And, and, and the guy went for it. And, it was uh, so good. Who was the actor of Spun, honey? That's my wife. Oh. Hi, Liza. <laughs> Hello. Big fan of yours. Hi there. Jonas, somebody, I forgot. Yeah, young. Anyway, he was a really cool cat, and he went, that's a great idea. Let's let's flip it around. So we did. So that's why that character is so far out and it's fun. That I is an awesome it. story. It was perfect. So perfect. So much for that, because it was a big chance. Oh, I'm so glad he went for it. So unexpected. That was awesome. Uh, let's talk about Star 80 for a second. Based on a true story, you played Paul Snyder, who discovered Dorothy Stratton, helped her become a famous Playboy playmate, and then killed her. Uh, you have never really been repelled by taking on the antagonist role, and you do it so well. Was it Star 80 that started this for you? Well, that was the, uh, the first time I had done that. And when I read that script, I did not love it. But it was a Bob Fosse film. Bob Fosse wrote it. Right. And Bob Fosse and Hal Astry were my heroes. So um, 
I auditioned five times for it. And at the fifth audition, uh, he asked me to walk around the room. And he said uh, he liked my physicality. So he said, uh, you want to be in a movie? I said, sure. <laughs> yeah. so, so we we spent the next three months prepping it. And then six months after that, shooting it. So I was with him pretty much every day for nine months. And uh, I fell in love with him as a man, as a teacher, as a director, as an example. Uh, and uh, I just, I, I just, I, I just worshipped him. And um, uh, he, he, he taught me that when you work with a genius, you learn two things right away. That you're not one of them and that they are so different, it's mind-blowing. And you either right. get on their track or you get off. And uh, you, have to, you have to go one way or the other. You could tell how much Bob Fosse appreciated your physique just simply by the opening sequence of that movie. Really? You think so? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of movie fans, our favorite actors are the ones who can play bad guys really well on screen, and you have to be on the Mount Rushmore of these roles. How are you able to embrace villainous roles so well while being such a nice guy? Well, you know, you know what they say. I mean, I mean, it, I, I'm I'm not laughing as I say this because uh, <laughs> because you know the guys that I play, like my wife makes fun of me all the time, and she calls me a girl. She calls me an actress, and because uh, <laughs> uh, you know these guys that I play are so not like me, but I have so much fun playing them that I kind of become them. Yeah. And uh, like you know, my wife and I will have an argument, and I will use you know words that are ugly that I'm that I'm that I'm like playing that month in my character and and she'll yell at me see you 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 even had to borrow your anger blah blah, blah. <laughs> so, but I I I like play guys that are so not me it's almost embarrassing but these guys are so are so liked for their 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 obnoxiousness that I almost can't get divorce from them absolutely yes. The Specialist, Expendables, The Dark Knight, the list is large for these parts. Um, Human Centipede 3, Mr. Roberts. Human Centipede 3. We say it again one more time. Human Centipede. Oh, Centipede. Oh, Centipede. Oh, we forgot all about that. I asked to be in that movie. Oh. <laughs> Can I please be in this movie? joke of it i know okay no, it, it was such a gross movie it was actually fun for me i know i loved it and the second one made our list for most disturbingly violent horror movies of all time i really appreciated you uh seeing you in the third i love that you played the governor of texas we're texas yeah blair and i are from texas and like our, our favorite movie of all time is the original bonnie and clyde so when we saw that you played frank hamer that was a must yes. watch we were super excited about that Human uh-huh. is no bonnie and clyde that's for sure <laughs> You said it, not me, Miss Eliza. <laughs> we Although have... Eric did Pandemic, a movie called Pandemic. With Faye um, Dunaway. With Faye Dunaway for Hallmark. Now, really? Oh, my gosh. I need to <laughs> see this. And also uh, uh, foretold, the way before it happened, about about the coronavirus pandemic. About the pandemic we're experiencing. Wow. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, be careful because there's like a million movies with the same title, so you have to be sure if you're going to watch it yeah. okay. uh, or watch any of it or just watch the trailer um, that you you look for the one that has Faye in it and Bruce Boxleitner and Eric. 
Okay. Oh, okay, definitely. We will be keeping an eye out I for that one. It. All right, let's simplify things with a couple either-or style questions about your career. You've had the <laughs> iconic movie roles, also some unforgettable characters and cameos in television. Which do you enjoy more, TV or film? It's all the same horse to ride for me. It's all the same. Uh, it used to be in the old days you know, that you had more time for film, but now film and TV is completely interchangeable yeah. in the time and everything it takes. It's all the same now. There That's is so true. no difference. I didn't ever care, but I really don't care now. How about comedy or drama? Comedy or drama? It all depends on the on the on the quality of the piece. Uh, I used to think comedy was easier, but I was wrong. <laughs> it's tough. Comedy it's is very not hard. Easy. Very hard. Yep. Comedy is not for sissies. No. Okay, Mr. Roberts, would you rather be known as the ultimate badass or the ultimate heartthrob? Well, I think it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> so true. <laughs> You're already both. It's like, what's so. the difference? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One character that I played who is not a good guy that has not had girls be attracted to him, and that was Star 80. And the thing about Star 80 was so great as I'd walk down the street. It happened up to really recently. I'd walk down the street, and I would see a girl recognize me walking towards me, and I would see her cross the street. <laughs> oh my god seeming oh that's him across the street wow, and, uh, wow. That, that happened to me over the years 150 times yeah I'm sure I yeah i could believe that so paul snyder that guy yeah dorothy come on paul <laughs> come on paul <laughs> mr roberts what was one of the roles that you wanted the most but didn't get oh gosh uh Gosh, you it's a know, tough question. That's a hard one. Probably been um, um, any role in that Quentin Tarantino movie about the plantations. What was yeah. that movie called? Django and Django. Django and Any role in that I would have wanted to have had, and the fact I got nothing is very sad. <laughs> no. Blair and I were just talking about this earlier today, and we feel like he is just waiting for the perfect role for you to just explode. Right? And there was nothing in that movie that I saw that, you know, you would do any differently and would make you any bigger or um, show your range like you'd to have its fullest. to its fullest. So I think your time is coming with Mr. Quentin Tarantino, and I'm excited to see that movie. Well, from from a, from uh, from your mouth to his ears, but I <laughs> read. It needs to happen. Never forget reading that, and going. This is the best thing I've read in my life. Oh my god, that was <laughs> the best read I ever read. Do you, are there any roles that you've always wanted to play, or that you've had your eye on? Hmm. You know, I, I I have my eye on ideas, not not really specific parts. Like sure. what's left for me now is a big dichotomy playing a man who has to be something he's not in order to have his story be you know whatever the story is be told yeah. like i want to play like a cop very butch kind of a kind of a heterosexual guy who has to go undercover as a drag queen or something <laughs> Ooh, I like that yeah that's right really make it real you know oh, make you would it be a so real, good at real that? situation Especially after Spun and knowing that like that was like a teaser of what that movie could be. Oh, I would definitely see those. 
Well, thank you, darling. Yes. <laughs> In 2006, you were in Akon's Smack That music video. Did you imagine that Akon would one day have his own nation in currency? Who knew? Isn't that amazing? Right? <laughs> Crazy. I know. Uh, let, me, let me tell you about, about music videos. You know, before that, about three years before that, you know, maybe even more, I get a call from the uh, killers to, uh, to be in their video. I turn them down. Then all my children call me, what the F is wrong with you? <laughs> what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You're an idiot. You call them back. Blah, blah, blah. So I do. I call them back. I say, guys, my, my kids just 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 kicked my ass <laughs> uh, for, for turning in your video. Can I still be in it? They said, of course you can. We'd love to have you. Come on, be in it. Blah, blah, yeah. So 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 I did it. And they, they, they were nice enough. And Sophie Mueller allowed me to, uh, to reinstate myself in that video, and I had a great time shooting it. Anyway, I had no idea what it was about ever, but the thing is, <laughs> after that video, because it, it went number one, then oh. I got these video offers. Then every video I was in went number one. Yes. Acons, Aries, they all went number one. So I became this 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 video platinum icon guy. Of course. And, uh, the yeah, Midas. who knew, right? Yeah, and, uh, and you know, it all it all started when I said no because I can dance, so I'm not going to be in a music video. <laughs> and, and they said, no, no, you have to do. So, so I love music videos, and there's so much fun to make. The most fun to make was Sophie Mueller's "The uh, The Killers," but uh, but they're all fun to make. Akon's video cost so much money, I couldn't believe the money they burned in that video. <laughs> the, the budget for music videos are outrageous insane. now. Yeah, that, that was the first thing I did where I started to uh, to get the children who said, Mom, that's him. And, uh, yeah, because uh, I never had... Any children never saw my movies or my, or my videos until I started making them. <laughs> well, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will have more from Mr. Eric Roberts. This episode of Something Crunchy is brought to you by AZ Sports Cards. Sports cards and memorabilia are hotter than ever. Hobby is at an all-time high and collecting has become serious business. AZ Sports Cards offers a unique service called Breaks. Available to everyone, these microtransactions allow you to buy your favorite team or division only and receive the cards from that box or boxes. It doesn't stop at cards either. Check out their other products like autographs, memorabilia, and rare historical pieces. With hobby prices soaring and retail availability at an all-time low, AZ Sports Cards is your best chance of collecting what you want. Pay online, watch them open the sealed products live, and track your package to your door. It's that simple. Join the Facebook group at AZ Sports Cards Breaks, Buy, Sell, and Trade. If you're in the Phoenix area, possibly during spring training, check out their award-winning store for collectibles and supplies for the game. They're near the Cardinal Stadium on 10045 West Camelback. Working out at home has increased dramatically this year, and so has owning your own workout equipment. In fact, if you're not driving or behind a computer, there is an excellent chance you're listening to this podcast right now on a treadmill or some form of workout equipment. What if that treadmill or equipment stops working? Most will be thinking it's time to replace, but you should be thinking Linear Electronics. Why pay so much more for new equipment while getting your fitness goals knocked off track? Linear Electronics offers the service of fitness equipment electronic repair. Repairs start as low as $149, and there's even free return shipping in the U.S., which makes using this service a complete no-brainer. 
Linear works with brands like NordaTrack, Precore, Life Fitness, and many others. And those who have used their service raved about the ease of working with them and their outstanding customer care. Don't let your broken equipment be a big headache and a costly expense. Get your equipment up and running with Linear Electronics and keep those fitness goals on track. Visit their website at LinearElectronics.com, that's L-Y-N-E-A-R Electronics.com, or give them a call at 877-7-LINEAR. Next time, repair. Don't replace. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to Something Crunchy, and we hope you're enjoying the episode. It now pays to crunch down every week because we're hooking you up with big discounts from big brands. Up to 35% off Invicta watches using code CRUNCHY and apparel from 8080, where in addition to 10% off using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend goes towards an entry in their dream car giveaway. Don't forget to join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for updates, polls, and the web's crunchiest memes. You can find us on Twitter at crunch underscore cast, and feel free to send any questions and track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the show. back crunching down with mr eric and miss eliza roberts we are so happy to have you guys with us uh we got to talk about medical marijuana we saw the edibles magazine interview and by the way i love seeing the interviews with you two you two are just what every couple should strive to be love 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 y'all so much together Um, i i i uh that's why you say that because i i'm i i always find it's very funny and very uh, unconventionally uh, harmless, but uh, I find it's very fogey-like, very old fogey-like. So, so when everybody says we're hip, I'm so pleased with myself. <laughs> <laughs> love y'all, love you together. I'm also a matchmaker, so when I see two people that just love each other, get each other, or on just like the same wavelength. It's just like the best thing ever to see. And I love seeing y'all together. It's so nice to hear. Thank you. So sativa in the morning, indica in the evening, joints before auditions. These are the things people love to know. (laughs) Uh, You can't get stoned before an audition. Uh, (laughs) The thing about auditioning, the thing about drugs and work is they don't go together. And Isn't that the tough. truth? You know? Yeah. I was very lucky back in the big, you know, cocaine days when you would show up on a set and they'd send you to the prop truck with your lines and mirrors and oh, all this. And everybody all from the producer to craft service were high on that drug. I can't talk on cocaine. So I couldn't go to work and do it. Oh, so yeah. I would do it after hours. I would be up all night on it. But <laughs> I would not I would not do it at work because I can't talk on drugs. I just can't speak. I can't my my um, my brain doesn't wrap around my um, my verbal self at all when I'm when I messed up. It's hard for anybody. Just just can't deliver the words. So I was saved from that. But but it was just it was horrible. And up until really Twilight Zone, uh, the accident on that, there were drugs on every set. And then that happened. And then drugs were a no no. Uh, I don't know if there's a correlation but it it it, uh, it it coincided that when that happened there were no drugs ever on a set anymore that i saw are you talking about something that happened on the set of the show or the movie the, the big incident with the helicopter 
Oh, no, the big incident with the helicopter. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. So we know you're a fan of flour these days, but do you get into any of the oils or extracts or edibles, anything else? I don't do them. No, what, what I do do is uh, I, I only vaporize pot. I don't, nice. I don't, I don't smoke anything. And uh, my, 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 my leftover pot after I vaporize, I then grind up and I make into brownies. So, oh. so, so my pot goes twice. And, uh, but, but I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't live my life stoned like I did as a young man. I, uh, it's a young man's I, game. Yeah. <laughs> it's medicine these days, obviously, and all those CBZs. After you get that uh, vaporization out of there, makes for some amazing sleepful brownies. I bet. Yeah, well, the uh, the uh, the brownies are just so just so just for occasion because because they're strong. So yeah. I only do them like on a vacation kind of a situation because <laughs> they're strong. And uh, uh, and you know when you vape. You only have to a tiny bit, and it and it and it and it and it changes your direction. Right. It's just it doesn't it doesn't make you stupid. It doesn't make you silly. It just right. changes your a little bit, and it's such an asset to life. Oh my God! Agreed. I think, I, I think everybody should learn about it. Agreed. But you know, it, it it is what it is. It's it's for it's out there to find out. I use it um, myself for PTSD, and I have to use it in a high concentrate form with dabs, and which is basically vaporization, but of the concentrate. And I'll tell you what, it, it's changed my life for the better. So anybody that has the opportunity to try it out, it really does help. Were you in the military or something? Yes. Yeah, I was a uh, medic in the Air Force. Yeah. Okay. Oh, dude, so you, you, uh, you saw some stuff that was hard. I'm sorry. They no. found some great uses for um, for CBD and stuff based on that. Absolutely, it helps a hundred percent for me. Yeah, that's that, that's good. Yeah, there's a, there, it's it's funny because you know there's actually there are old school um, pot users who just can't kind of wrap their minds around all the oils and and all the other yeah. elements. And then there's the younger generation who really know that stuff. And for them, just the idea of like rolling a joint and smoking a joint is just so funny. So right. it's just interesting that within that world, there are generational gaps. When yeah. really, that, you know, that, that world being mainstream or being out in the open is so new. You know, yeah. it, it could be overwhelming to the new generation, too. I mean, like I, we're used to smoking joints and grew up with the same way. And now it looks like chemistry sets and everything is different. It's much more complicated. Yeah, it's, it's not as uh, simple. No, it's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's really funny. And yet, what's interesting is if you, you know, we have quite a few friends who've invented uh, different things in the whole cannabis, you know, world. And they want us to reach out to various celebrity friends to see who'll be a spokesperson. Yeah. And, um, and no, there's still a t there's still a taboo. No sure. one will, unless it's their like Snoop that. or Whoopi or it's their own product. Right. There's no way that they're going to get up there and speak out for something. Um, you know, whereas you could ask them to speak out for an animal rescue or for other kinds of products, and it would be okay. But it still falls in that category of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Sure. You know, and, and um, and so. It's it, it's it's kind of come a long way, and yet it's still in the Flintstone stages. I know. It's such a shame. I wish it would go farther. 
there is a stigma surrounding the industry right now, but the more celebrities we have talking about it, the better, because that kind of shifts the demographic to people thinking less of it as a stigma and more of it as helpful medicine. And it really starts with... Well, and it's like you said, a little bit in the controlled amount doesn't make you stupid, doesn't make you you know, feel any tar- like sort of way, but in a more positive direction and kind of more balanced. Certainly better than so many of the heavy duty chemicals. We, we oh, have a yeah. friend who we feel really bad for because he was diagnosed as bipolar, which is just one of the kind of, tra- you know, trend worthy diagnoses these days. Right. And he may or may not actually be, but you know, there's plenty of people who aren't and who are diagnosed that way. And then went on meds, those meds are really hard to get off of. And, you know, a a few years into the meds, started to doubt the original diagnosis, is afraid to get off the meds, now suffers from terrible migraines from the meds, and is now trying all these different meds for the migraines. Right. And he would love to just start fresh, but, you know, you're talking about hospitalization to to really get off some of this stuff. And, And so, you know... A little pot. It's a good option. Yeah, it's a great option. And I've never even smoked pot, and I can still say that. Yeah, you know, not to underestimate the the potency of it and and the effect, because it has a lot of effects. It's not a nothing thing, but um, but it's certainly those things that come in bottles, which have you know have to do with economic wars among pharmaceutical companies. (laughs) That's a real scary thing. Yeah. And so even though you don't smoke pot, I understand it was you that insisted that Mr. Roberts go to auditions under the influence to better his chances to perform at peak levels. Is, is, well, that, is I, that true when well, you take him to the auditions yourself? It's interesting that you said that because I don't remember ever saying that, but, but however, um, look, I have a, a YouTube um, series called I Hate Pot. Which oh, what? One of the people I often interview is Eric. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Oh, we didn't see this. Oh, you got to see it. It's pretty funny. But no, we, uh, we keep our, our perspective about this. Yeah, and so the thing is cool. It took a million years for us to be able to laugh at the difference between us in the area of marijuana and to be able to be openly, for me to be able to be openly, it was like I'd be really careful, pick the exact time tell him I was concerned because, you know, it becomes a dependency. But now it's just really easy to talk about. Sure. Partly because it's just out there. It's just open and out there. But what I probably was saying when I said that, and it and this may even sound like news to Eric, um, if someone is regulating their anxiety with the use of whatever, but with the use of marijuana, and then they have the most anxious thing they can do, which is to audition. No matter what level you're at, oh, yeah. 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 auditioning is terrifying. You're yeah. selling yourself, will they approve you? The hardest thing about it is, I know I can nail this. Will I nail it at the time that I have to in that one moment? Because right. you know once you have the job, you're going to nail it. Sure. You know, you, you'll have some great takes, you'll have some okay takes, you'll have some shitty takes. Sure. I don't know if I can say that on this show. but Of course. Um, but whereas auditioning, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's an unrealistic and ridiculous process. But... Um, but here you are with feeling like your life is at stake. Yeah. And that's the time you're going to choose to be at your very worst emotionally and psychologically yeah, and behaviorally. Why would somebody do that? <laughs> no, you, you wouldn't be feeling good. If, if anything, 
It used to be when they just started with um, with benzodiazepines, it was only in the world of sports, and they only used them for the highest stake times for the athletes, and they were prescribed by the athlete's doctor, and they were just for anxiety to do with the the, the most brutal aspects of the game. So that's not the time you want to you know be at your most nervous. Um, on right. the other hand. It can make you turn you into a total goofball, and then you screw everything up. So too much. You know, too much can be a, too much. It's a case by case situation. Do you agree, Eric? It is case by case. Everything in moderation <laughs> and balance. Yes, that's right. Well, yeah. Balance. What's that? It, it, is in, <laughs> it is in moderation because it is very beneficial to me and it helps me and helps me with anxiety and betters my performance up to a certain point and then just right. like a scotch over and I'm ruined. You're, you're gone. And you're like, done. And every, yeah. It's all counterproductive <laughs> yeah. at that point. You have to know how to, do, how to feel yourself, right? Yeah. You, can you, Eric, do you feel like you can feel yourself and know that scotch? <laughs> do you know your scotch? first decade that you use to find out how to use. Yeah. But then you change all the time, though. You get older, your chemistry changes. The drug itself changes tremendously, True. right? The, uh, the, the, the drug itself has changed tremendously. Is there any yeah. particular strain that you, like, look for? That Like, you go in, you're like, okay, do you have any... Is there any particular strain? Uh, there are several. Uh, um, but, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the name of strains are... Often, often repeated, and often, often. Sure. <laughs> True. How about terpene profiles? What do you into? <laughs> you, you like the gas? You like the citrus? You Break like something? Down. You like more myrcene, limeline? What are you into? <laughs> like a speedy sativa Ooh. early Ooh. in the day, and I like a real nice indica, indica, indica hybrid, you know, seventy thirty indica, indica dominant uh, hybrid at night. Classic. In the evening, definitely. Nice little perp in the evening to take it down. Can yeah. We, can we bring up uh, Emma's work and her being this generation screen queen? Yeah, this generation screen queen. That's so <laughs> <laughs> Every, <laughs> that kind of part. Everyone knows you're very supportive of her work. Uh, do you have any problem watching her violent scenes as a parent, or does being a movie star yourself desensitize like all of that to where it's just nothing? Oh, it's absolutely nothing. I can't watch it. Yeah, the uh, the uh, <laughs> wife has issues watching it. I do not. No, <laughs> I I I see it all as great fun. Yeah, I mean, they, and the kids are the kind of the same with us. Keaton and Morgan and Emma, all of them. Yeah. Um, if we're, you know, if we get killed, especially in a terrible way in the show, they don't like it. I mean, it's it, well, it, no. yes, you know, it's everything, but it just suddenly it's it's like you're seeing something that's just a part of a reality. You don't want your imagination to go there. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Like you know, it's acting. It's still violent. Like hard to see your mom or dad like in a. Violent of course, scene or your daughter. It's, weird. Like, it's yeah. gotta be really weird, you know. And I, I noticed that most stuff that we do, they just don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> like I just can't. Insulting, but oh well. Love you, can't watch it. <laughs> Fine. Blue <laughs> to anything they do. I mean, we're obsessed. We're like obsessed fans. Oh, of course. When you're outside of family and you think you're watching other you know, grown-ups, it's interesting. But when you're inside the family and you think you're watching your grown-ups. It's actually not that interesting. Right. <laughs> it's actually not that interesting. <laughs> what work of Emma's have you enjoyed the most? Um, I 
think maybe the uh, the uh, the vacation comedy. Yeah, the the yeah. new one, Holiday. No, no, uh, National Lampoon. No, no, oh, no. oh, vacation. The uh, the uh, the Chevy Chase movie. No, no, Emma. But, uh, but, uh, but without Chevy Chase. Which one? Yeah. Uh, you know the uh, the uh, where they did the vacation. We're the Millers. We're the Millers. We're the Millers. Yeah. Oh, God, that was so good. I yeah. love God, her and we're the Millers. That's our favorite role of Emma's too. That, 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 hands down. That's my memory. Okay. Casey and we are the Millers. Casey, That's right. yeah, she was so cute. <laughs> she was so good. Did you guys like it? Yeah. Absolutely. Loved it. She was hilarious. I loved it. No regrets. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, that's my favorite Emma movie. Yeah, yeah. no, we're we're big fans. We definitely love that role. We, between the three of us, we've seen every episode of American Horror Story. Uh, we even yeah. saw, we even saw the new one she did, the uh, the rom com that just came out on Netflix. That yep. was that was yeah. really so good. So cute. Very good. Yeah. Although I love the old episodes of Unfabulous. She was so young and so vulnerable and so sweet yeah. and having yes. fun. She was having fun as an actor. <laughs> she was so good at such a young age. But see, I used to be so funny then to go like to the mall with her because her fans were, you know, tiny little kids who thought For she was sure. that character. And Emma herself was so young, and I just thought, "Wow, is this okay?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, because they would chase her around and saying, you know. Andy or Abby or what was what was her name again? Whatever it was, the, the, you know. See, that's Addie. so wild. Addie, Addie, you know. Yes. It's like, oh my god! And she's like, should I tell them I'm not her? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Just <laughs> roll with it. Let's go. Okay, but she was a baby herself. I mean, it's yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. I'm sure it's wild. She said since she, you know, because she did blow with Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz. Oh, and she that was, was her. Yes. Yeah, she. Yeah, she was. Oh, but, was god. that her first movie? Was blown. Yeah, that was yeah. the first movie then, she was nine. And then she grew up, and she's like, I did a movie with Johnny Depp. Excuse me. Now? Yeah. I was nine? Who wouldn't? No idea. Well, of course, don't, you know? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Did it by now, but she didn't. She walked the red carpet and then went um, went with her mom sightseeing and doing other stuff, because obviously that was not a movie <sighs> for a nine-year-old to she see. She probably didn't even know how big that movie was. Yeah, it was a trip. Gosh. Well, Mr. Roberts, you have done a thousand interviews in general. You've done a lot of radio shows, and you've done a lot of podcasts now. And for the most part, you get asked the same questions over and over and over again. And you are such a trooper, and we love you for that. My next question is, what question do you wish that you would get asked on a podcast, or what subject would you wish you could talk about but never get the opportunity to? Uh... Well, you know, in my old age, I like talking and sharing about food. Ooh. You've come to the right place. Yeah, we can yes, always we talk food. We eat around here. What kind of food? Foodie, uh, but, but see, because I've, I, I, uh, I learned to be very careful eating-wise, and I only eat pizza when I travel. So I've eaten, I've eaten like pizza all over the world, so I've become a pizza connoisseur. Oh, yeah. Where is your sense. favorite place to get pizza? Well, it's actually on Aventura Avenue in Los Angeles, oh. and uh, and it's this whole wheat crusted pizza. What do they call it, honey? Pizza cookery. Pizza yeah. cookery. Oh my vegan god! Vegan sausage. She does it all vegan, and he and it's whole wheat and vegan, and it's just really kind of a whole food. I mean, he's he. It's very healthy with a bunch of tomatoes on it, 
And when you really think about it, it has it has all the food groups, and he'll dress it up with a bunch of broccoli and and cauliflower, and he that's what he lives on. So that you sounds good. So you cook yourselves? No, no, well, no, no. This no. is at their place. I, I do not cook these things. Oh, I see, I see. It's been up the street for me called Pizza Cookery. Yeah, but you add all the stuff. You dress and then, it up, and, and I, I I I put a bunch of chopped up broccoli and cauliflower on it, and you make it all wonderfully, ridiculously healthy. But uh. But no, I do not. I do not make the pizza. Do you prefer the restaurants in Los Angeles or in Georgia? <laughs> I prefer. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I know. I'm setting. I'm setting you up for failure. I'm. I'm. We'll scratch the question. <laughs> <laughs> you can all answer. I retract but the question. Eat in my home state will shorten one's life. That's true. When when you're from Texas, you say the exact same thing. Yeah, we know what that means. I've had two lifetimes of barbecue. Bam. <laughs> the sides. <laughs> well, we have to talk about this ED product. I know that you may be cringing at the moment, but we did our research. I'm, I'm prepared to talk about this on your behalf. Uh, we talk about sex a lot on this show. <laughs> Too much, in fact. And we are all about new tech. We even have a segment called Stalgic X where we discuss crazy new products yes. that's out. Uh, you've had to explain that this isn't a movie. You've had to explain that you don't have ED. You've had to explain it's not your product but a friend's and that you're not even a paid spokesman, but you promote the product, one, as a favor, and two, because it works. Talk about no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> <laughs> you've certainly done your homework, young man. Oh. You've, you've heard everything I've ever said. Uh no, what's, uh, what's, what's, what's uh, fascinating about this and why I do promote it, even though I have one, but it's still in the box. I, uh, my, uh, my wife and I get to take it out of the box, but that's because we don't have an issue with that, with that part of our lives. But it was described to me like this. When a man comes to a point where he has trouble with his erection, uh, my friend found out it's because of plaque. We all have plaque in our bloodstream, and it builds up, and it clogs up the uh, the uh, blood vessels that you have to fill up in order to have an erection. Right. And when you get rid of the plaque, you get the blood back, and you get a, woo, I feel good. <laughs> I have an erection. Always and uh, and uh, so when he told me this, I'm like, wow, that makes great sense. He goes, Eric, it's as simple as that. It's not weird. It's not... It's medicinal. It's yeah. a, it like it's these sound waves that uh, that break up the plaque, and it's what they always did in sex clinics. But it costs a fortune, and you have to go to sex clinic. You have to drop your pants and from another person. They have the machine. They do it. It's all very awkward and strange, and you have to go through it. And it costs you lots of moolah. So the whole thing is kind of a lose lose kind of relationship with the ED situation. So he says, but I made this thing that you can have at home, but I need somebody to talk about it for me. Will you say you have ED and it's cured you? I said, no, I will not. I will talk about it because I think it's a great idea that we can break up plaque with sound waves and it works. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. That's cool. me. So that's what I do for him. I talk about what it does and how it does it. And... I have one. It's still in the box. I've yet to use it. That's honesty. Uh, I probably will use it in the near future sometime. But uh, but my uh, my wife and I have no issues yet. Now I'm <laughs> told no matter who you are, you're gonna eventually have an issue. That's right. Yeah. 
and it's not it's not permanent necessarily and it's not all the time but it's going to be sometimes because we age we wear out and everything about us wears out it's just what happens and so you know you can't always be with your 22 year old hard on self (laughs) (laughs) it just is what it is it is what it is. Anyway, so this guy has this invention that the that, that, that breaks up plaque with sound waves, and I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread if it works, and apparently it does. We got Dr. Drew to uh, to to Ooh. give the thumbs up. Wow, that's a big yeah, deal. So yeah. Well, no, that should help in a big way. I mean, you mentioned this product, and everyone giggles this re- their reaction, and they struggle to understand the concept behind it. By the way, watching you try to explain this thing on the morning show Australia without saying anything penis or sex-related on the air was priceless. <laughs> that's Kudos. A, that's impressive. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? I don't know if Eric's seen it, but he would, he would cringe. It was really, I was sitting right there. It was really hilarious. I mean, first of all, you don't know how far you can go. You don't know how much time you have. They're so perky, you know. <laughs> and, they were so perky. And, and it was just like, oh, my God. And also, that was early-ish in the interviews, and Eric really didn't understand the, the thing that well at that point, you know. Um, and and it's, and he'd been doing a lot of interviews with the, the technicians and the people who actually understand the science of it. And Eric would just be like, yeah, what he said. And then suddenly Eric had to be the whole, he had to be them. That was really funny. The newscasters, their eyes widening. I know. That that should have been a viral clip. I'll tell you guys something. As soon as we're off air, all the technicians, all the crew huddle around us and go, show me that thing again, Eric. Now, can you just show us how this works? (laughs) Yeah, they were um, obnoxiously perky, especially for just, like, the conversation and just the whole, like, vibe that they were putting. Yeah, the that, morning show. That, that should have been a viral clip. It was the morning show. I, I get it. Uh, we think the, the product is fascinating, and I like how you say that you don't have to have ED to use it and see some results. I can totally we'll appreciate that. I've been fortunate to not have those issues, but it doesn't mean I haven't snorted a Viagra just to see what happens. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It's a great product. Here's the best way to sell it for our audience. ED is not something in a man's mind, but caused by plaque buildup in the penis, as Mr. Roberts just taught us. Remove the plaque, increase the blood flow. It used to cost like over 10 grand for this procedure to have plaque removed. Now there's a procedureless cure you can do from home for under $1,000. This thing works. It's Eric Roberts approved. You can even improve your performance without ED. You can go ahead and rocket those royalties over to Phoenix, and that's by way of somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. hey <laughs> <laughs> wow, you sound like a spokesman. That was good. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well, uh, let's finish on this. You have not taken off of work in 2020. In fact, you have like 20 new credits in IMDb. What are you working on lately? Any fun projects that we can get excited about soon? Well, let me see. Um, we did Stock 5 in Georgia. Yeah, we did Stock you, Number 5. You just did a movie with Billy Baldwin and mm-hmm. Noah Blake. Um Oh, you did a World War Two movie. Trail. It was so much fun. We uh, we uh, we shot on the old Liberty ship here in Los Angeles. That's uh, that's decked at uh, where, San Pedro. It's San now, Pedro, right? Now a um, it's a museum. It's yeah. a war museum now. 
and uh, we uh, we shot on that me Dane Trejo and uh, and Billy Baldwin, and we uh, we won the war again, and. Uh, I love hearing that you're still working with Mr. Danny Trejo. I absolutely love the story um, about the the boxing ring and you picking you picking him out to work that day. And basically, you discovered Danny Trejo. I know you don't like to take credit for it, but he, you know, he, he owes his career to you, and it's okay. Credit for it, but it's really not me. It was the guy who wrote the movie Runaway Train, Eddie Bunker. He, he he adapted it from uh, from uh, Kurosawa's you know 400 pages. Eddie Bunker adapted it. And Eddie Bunker comes comes to me and he goes, Eric, you got that boxer match today. You got to pick the Mexican with a tattoo. Okay, pick him. He's my friend, Danny Trail. I go, okay, I'll pick him. <laughs> they line up all the guys. They're all Mexican. They all have tattoos. So I say, I'll be right back. I go to Eddie, I say, which one is it? He's the one with a big tattoo on his chest, the guy in a sombrero. <laughs> and I recognize the tattoo, and I say, I want that guy. He goes, okay. Then we get in the ring, and the, uh, the director says, can Eric really hit you? And he says, for what they're paying me, he can beat the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's, that's how we made friends. We started making friends from that day to this day, and we stayed in touch. And we and we and we've been in the same movie probably twenty five times. That's awesome. I love that friendship. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Danny day before yesterday. Yeah. Really. I love that. Well, yeah. Mr. Roberts, we will let you get back to your family and enjoy yes. your holiday weekend. Cannot thank you enough for thank coming to Crunch you. Down with thank us. You. This was a real treat for us. I, I hope yes. that we could speak again sometime. Thank you again very, very much for your time and coming on today. Oh, it's been such a pleasure, and thank you. It was so easy and uninterviewing. Thank you so much. Love oh, hearing yeah. that. Best feedback you could have given. Thank you so thank much. You very so nice much. to hear. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Happy, you. happy holidays, Thanks, guys. Y'all. You too. Thank you so much. Sure. Bye, guys. Bye. Take Bye. care. Bye. Just a little holiday crunching with Mr. Eric Roberts. No big deal. <laughs> Is he not the coolest? That's the coolest. Coolest ever. Thank you to Miss Roberts and Eliza Roberts. You guys are awesome. Amazing. That was awesome. And it did totally get us out of a Thanksgiving so this year. And hell yeah for that. <laughs> I'm thankful for those. <laughs> we're, we're not big enough for these interviews, you guys. But um, charisma and connections go a long way. Sure does. <laughs> the holidays are here. And the shopping begins. Last year, I wanted some new gear from 8080. And this year, I want some new gear from 8080. (laughs) Best looking and most comfortable leisure wear. Discount code Crunchy to see for yourself. Watches always make a great gift. And Invicta makes a great watch. Discount code Crunchy for up to 35% off. Don't forget to connect with us on social media at Something Crunchy on both Instagram and Twitter. And join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for laughs throughout the week and updates on the show. This has been a fucking awesome episode of Something Crunchy. We hope you had a great holiday weekend. Don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. Be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. There are near... They are near the... They're near the. St- d- 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 They're near the cut. Ki- Why can't I say it every time? It's that simple. God damn it! I sound like I'm fucking over here just gargling glass. <laughs> 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 <laughs>